Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Featuring the Belmont's finest, Monte Hill. <laughs> A lot of blue and gold uniforms in the stands tonight. They will go home happy as the Warriors start their four-game road trip off on the right foot. Your final, Golden State 123, Washington 112. Oh, baby, my boy Kevin Dead on a call right here on 95-70 game as the Warriors get back on track and win their 11th game in their last 14 tries. Smoking the Wizards in the second half, beating them by 11, and they covered the spread. We're going to get all into it for the morning roast. Um, it is the Warriors. Roast. we got to fix this P camera. FPs and guest hosts. Filling in for Joe Shaskin and Butcher. Get his camera right. Dude, I'm trying to do it right now. Oh, like, boy. Please. Yeah, Love, no, Lovey will save you. No Lovey will save you. Like, I got like, a shot of the roof right now. Not like an old guy who doesn't know how to work the new technology. It's, it probably looks better with the roof for yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. I can look at the roof all day long. Uh, by, the morning, by the way, good morning to everybody on YouTube. Twitch brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. Upgrade your savings dividend. Open a First NorCal first class mar- money market today. Comcast Business Tech Line, of course. We love you. We we love you. We love you. And the Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Freeman Supply. They trust the name since 1922. Visit FreemanSuppliance.com today. Warriors get back on track. That was a two-point game at the half. We're going to get all into the game. Clay got hot. Chris Paul's return after Andrew Wiggins missed the game uh, due to personal reasons. Jordan Poole, though, to me, just seeing him, obviously, the former Warrior, helped him win the championship a couple seasons ago. We all know what happened last year with Draymond Green. Boy, I I got to say, man, watching him yesterday, and you could see why they made the move for Chris Paul. Last night was the perfect. Now, it's to watch two Wizards, and they don't have, you know, they're not a good team. They give them 124 points a game. They've only won three home games. They've lost 12 straight games. They're playing for nothing. They, I mean, it is a nothing organization, FP, right now. So I kind of feel bad for the kid. But the difference between Chris Paul and Jordan Poole stabilizing the second unit. That's what Steve Kerr wanted from JP last year. 
for whatever reason it didn't happen. Six turnovers for Jordan Poole. He had more turnovers than made field goals. And just his body language, his movement. That kid is broken right now, man. It was tough to watch him try to play basketball last night, FP. Good morning to you, by the way. Good morning, man. Uh, Great job on the pre and post yesterday. We'll watch you guys. A good game last night. And I was saying I wasn't excited about CP3 coming back. But, dude, he, he... he, he, yeah, he's solid. Yeah, like it's not flashy. He's just solid. He just <laughs> kind of locks him in. And Jordan Poole, man, that, that was hard to watch. I felt bad for him last night. Like I felt, it's hard to feel bad for a guy making that much money. But like he he was so big in their championship run, their last mm-hmm. championship run. And then to watch him, he looked defeated. Like he looked sad. And sometimes as an athlete, when you see your old team, that's an emotional thing for you. You're like, oh man, I wish I was still there. But like to be relegated to purgatory, basically with the Wizards, <laughs> and just the way he w- his body language said more to me than his performance last night. But it it didn't he didn't look physically like he looked with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit um, not not as shredded, I guess. Right. But like yeah, it's just the way he went about it last night. I felt bad for him, man. It just he and doesn't we get his hands up on yesterday. defense. We were joking right. about the whole Draymond thing. Yeah, what nobody wants to see a fight. We, yeah. No, of course not. We were just having fun no. with that. But like. Uh, it was just hard to watch him last night. It was great to watch the dubs. Right. Uh, they were sloppy at times, whatever. Big uh, sloppy. <laughs> big, big sloppy at times. You're like, man, lock it in. Uh, Moody playing last night, man. I, yeah. That was great to see. Stay ready, Moody, right? That's, Dude, can you that's, describe what it's like being a professional? Because you know what it's like to maybe you go four for five one day, you don't play the next day, then you pitch hit the next day, then it's like, what am I going to start again? Moses Moody has racked up DMP after DMP, and folks, you know what DMPs are, do not play, did not play. And Moody all of a sudden goes from not playing to starting in place of Andrew Wiggins. Now look, 4-7 for the three-point line, but it's not just the points. Look at the hustle. The hustle. Jumping out of bounds. The first possession of the second half, he jumps into the stands to save a basketball that leads to an alley-oop dunk. He hits a three after making Landry Shemit touch the court with a great move, and he just goes on about his business. Can you speak to the professionalism an athlete has to have like him, where you're not a star, you're trying to find your way in the league, you may not, you don't know when your minutes are going to come, but when your number is called, you're ready to roll. That's who Moses Moody is. It's Look, I don't know what he is as a player, FP, but he's always ready to roll, no matter what role it is. He seems like a chill dude, and usually those guys can handle the ups and downs better than a type A guy that's, you know, a go, right. go, go. So the fact that he stayed ready, the fact that Chris Paul didn't play for 21 days, whatever it was, 21 days? Mm-hmm. Uh, 21 games. 21 yeah. games, uh, and he came out and just did what he did. You get into a rhythm, you get into a flow. And when that's taken away from you, then you get out there and the game's moving fast. And for the, both of those guys, the pro, uh, the professionalism to slow it down last night, to be able to contribute, the hustle, the effort. That play was number four, I think, on a Sports Center top ten, where Moody threw it. Right. He threw it to half court, too. Right. That was huge. Because if he throws it under his own basket, that's dangerous. It's a lay up. Yeah, and, and then Steph does the hook shot alley oop. Right. I mean, that was sick. That was sick. But yeah, and then what he, the, the three pointers that he made. So yeah, it was cool to see both of those guys last night. And, and then Clay. I mean, Clay, the, you, great interview with him, by the way, after the game. And, and he just seemed like he's at peace with everything. He's at peace with where he is in his career. He's at peace with coming off the bench. He, he said some big things to you guys last night. There yeah. were some big quotes in that interview about just how he feels more relaxed right. coming off the bench. Yeah, he has and no he, problem with it. He doesn't feel the pressure. Yeah, I, you know, I was like, whoa, man, this is one of the greatest players in the history of the game, right? Future Hall of Famer. Future we Hall we of talked Famer. about it yesterday. Two Hall of Famers coming off right. the bench. Like, what a luxury for Steve. And that's all you heard in the post-game sound. I got two... Future Hall of Famers coming off the bench. What a luxury that is, how deep they are. But yeah, man, his attitude, 
and yeah. the smile on his face in his interview last night it seems like it's just it, it it's taken the weight of the world off his shoulders coming yeah. off the bench bonte that's perspective man that's attitude because if he didn't have that he could be fighting this still, yep. and he just let his guard down. He's like, hey, this is pretty cool. I get to sit around for a couple minutes before I go in the game. Dude, you know, <laughs> I'm glad you opened that up because I've been labeled as the biggest Clay apologist on this station. And I and I am an apologist for Clay Thompson. You know, I, I our greatest memory is watching basketball. He's involved in it. Um, we know all the historic moments he's had with this franchise, helping them win their fourth championship, playing the most minutes during that postseason run after missing, after going through 941 days of rehab. Um, and to see, to hear fans who, you know, I got a guy, Sabo, on YouTube, and uh, everybody out there at radio is probably like, who the hell is Sabo? Well, this kid, he tweets at us, and I love Sabo. He's one of our roasters. He, he tweets at us every day and YouTube or whatnot. And he's always ripping clay, ripping clay, ripping clay. So I asked him, and said, you know, when did you become a Warrior fan? And he goes, 2013. So that right there told me he lacked perspective of what his organization was and also who Clay was as a player. You know, obviously he came around and Clay, all he knows is, oh man, the up and down Clay. Look, Clay's not the same player he was. He understands that. As you said, perspective. But the, if you don't think that there's teams out there that would pay him over 20, 25 million. Now, I heard the guys last week, Steiny Goo, Willard Dibbs on a crossover. I forgot who's. Does Clay even get 20 million next year, a year? Are you an idiot? Of course he's getting twenty million a year <laughs> at least. But there's an article in Hoops Hype and love that we were talking last night. The Orlando Magic is a team I identify right away in the league. When you look at salary caps and money structures and who needs what, the Orlando Magic is one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. They're terrible when it comes to three point shooting. You don't think if they slotted a Clay Thompson into their backcourt to play alongside Paolo Bancaro and Wagner, who could man double teams and get to the rim, and they can kick it out the wide-open shooter like Clay Thompson? You don't think a team like Orlando would spend money on Clay Thompson? Are you crazy? The Philadelphia 76ers are going to have over $60 million in cap space, FP, with Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. You don't think they would love a shooter like Clay Thompson? Clay Thompson... Is going to get paid, folks. And I hope he gets paid by the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I was just going to say. Like, I want him to be a warrior for life. How fortunate we would be to see a trio together and retire together like a Manu Ginobili, Tony. I know Tony Parker went on to Charlotte Hornets for a year, whatever. Tim Duncan retired. But, uh, but I mean, Clay Thompson, a perspective, as you mentioned, how can you not root for a guy like that and then label him, hey, he's selfish. He's not a good teammate. He doesn't want to come up the bench. The bitch has nothing to do with anything. I'm telling you guys. All these players keep telling you, whether it's Chris Paul, Clay Thompson, it's not about who starts. It's about they want to be in the last five minutes of the game. But how can I impact the game? How can I put myself in position to be in the game in the last five minutes of the game? By playing well in the first, second, third quarters and playing your playing your heart out. And since Clay Thompson's been moved to the bench, at peace, play solid basketball. Bonte, it might get to a point where he doesn't want to start anymore. Might not. He might be so comfortable with this role and be so successful in it. He's like, why did I fight it for a second? Right. But yeah. I think, I, dude, we, we all want our superstars and guys that have done so much for us as fans to end their career with the team that they've been with the whole time. Like, that's the romantic side of it. But then you've got the business side of right. it, too. And then, like, I think the thing that Clay has to obviously stay in the moment, right? He's excited to go to right. New York and play the Knicks. And, you know, you got to be in the moment. But, right. but when it's all said and done, 
if you go for a money grab, the decisions we make in life, or the ones I've made based on solely money, have been the wrong decisions. Yep. So, like, maybe he takes... It's not a hometown discount. Like, he's right. not going to get screwed by the Warriors. But wouldn't we all like to see him, like, ride off into the sunset or mm -hmm. in, in his boat in the sunset right. as a Warrior? I, I don't... Dude, I just can't think of him in another uni. There's certain players... I think we're going to get into this today, too. That there's certain players throughout the course of our fandom that just it just doesn't hit it just doesn't sit right to right. see him in a different uniform right like it, it's gross sometimes it is like joe montana is a kansas city chief like i mean just that's the first one that comes to mind and now jordan is a wizard dude even brandon crawford who's not in the same category right. well maybe and then it's probably not as clay but like to see him in a cardinals uniform right. it just looks it just it just looks wrong funky. dude it's looks wrong funky. Yeah, Clay in another uniform would not look right whatsoever. But, you know, Dublin Marge on YouTube. Good morning, Dublin Marge. Bate, the short game must be easier for Clay Thompson. Maybe it is, but he's still playing 28 minutes a night. He played 27 minutes last night, Marge. So he's still getting his minutes. They just look different. He's just playing at different points. And now you add him with Chris Paul. And you add him with Dario Sharks and Trace Jackson Davis. And all of a sudden you see the spacing on the floor. You're like, Chris Paul is going to benefit from Clay Thompson. There's a play. And Anthony Slater is going to join us later on today at 8.30. Anthony Slater, our 95-70 game insider. And he chronicled this play perfectly in his article last night. There's a play where Clay's rolling. He is rolling. And Chris Paul tells Kaminga, I'm going to need you to slip the screen. They're going to be wide open because two guys are going to go with Clay Thompson because of the gravity he has as a shooter. And when he's rolling, teams are like, oh my gosh, 911. Alert, alert, alert. We got to find number 11. We got to find him here. And then he's rolling for 13 points in the third quarter. He comes off a screen. Two guys jump out at Clay. Could be a wide open duck. Chris Paul realizes that. Also, Chris Paul, who's shooting, look, his last 14 games before the injury, he's shooting 40% from three. So his shots started coming around. He's going to benefit from Clay Thompson because he's going to get wide open shots. So all the trickle down effect that Clay Thompson cut off the bench and helping other guys out, he still has that gravitational pull. It's not like Steph's, but he still has it. And you'll be a fool not think that. Just watch the freaking game. Watch the game. There's mistakes they made last night that they can't make against good teams to get away with it. They got away with some sloppy play. And the Wizards could do. The Wizards came out. Remember, you saying like the younger teams? They right. were flying all over. They were. Their, their ball movement was sweet. I'm like, uh oh. They wanted I to thought, win. I thought, uh oh. <laughs> they wanted to win. FP. Bad unis, by the way. Terrible but, unis. I don't even know the District of Columbia. What color scheme? The yeah, power. They, the power was out when they <laughs> when, wow when they designed those unis. <laughs> they, they designed those unis in the dark. Uh, no, but just just watching them and and and, and Chris Paul like th that effect last night. And the more I watched. Kaminga on a daily basis, and the more I watch him develop, dude, I just see Dominique Wilkins. I saw it wow. a bunch of times last night with the f the, the the fadeaway off the glass. Mm -hmm. Nobody uses a glass anymore. And then all he played in the air last night. He was over the rim all night last night. And I just see I see his game a lot like Dominique Wilkins. That's I do. A, that's a good call here. I want to get the text line involved. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Look, we're not going to pop champagne. Over beating the Washington Wizards, man. I, you know, wins at times I was a win, struggle, dude. but the wins a win. Dude. You gotta, you gotta go. It's three games over five hundred. Got twenty five left. Let's roll, baby. The Knicks are banged but, up. Wins a win. Yeah, win. you know, you could get a winning road trip here. You could get greedy Friday. Maybe you go three and one on this road trip. If you get the three and one on this road trip, 
and then get two days off, and then you host the Bucks, who's not playing defense, and the Bulls and the Spurs. You got a chance to stack some wins here before the schedule gets even tougher because you do have the Mavericks uh, three times, and that's the team you're chasing in the top seven. You don't have the Kings anymore. You're going to play the Pelicans at some point. You got to stack wins here, so it doesn't matter. We're not going to nitpick about that. It's about form, as you mentioned yesterday. As we get to March, FP, and the calendar flips, and this is a good time for basketball. Now things are college basketball is cranking up. I know we're not watching it, but we'll all fill out a bracket. You know, NBA. Now we're starting to get to the stretch drive with twenty five games left here, the quarter mark here uh, with the season quarter quarter of the season left. It's go time, and so no, we're not going to nitpick here. But eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. I just like the form, especially in that third quarter. What did you guys think of Chris Paul coming back and stabilizing that second unit? Clay Thompson coming off the bench. And J.K., of course, being back with 21-6-5. You're right, 10-13. of 13. And what I loved about Kaminga last night, FP, he didn't take one three-point shot. What does that tell me? His shot selection is getting so much better. And that's what the coaching staff wants. He can hit the three. I'm not saying he can't shoot the three, but he's being more selective. And he said, you know what? This team, they need me to drive to the cup. They need me to hit the mid-range jumper, and that's what I'm going to do. Dude, there was Wizards last night making business decisions when Kaminga was coming down oh, the lane. They're just getting out of the way. <laughs> but he had a clear path to the basket. Uh, and, we, and when you talk about winning on the road, Bonte, like to me, winning on the road is so much more important. You're like, oh, yeah, you're in a hostile environment. They've won six games in a row on the road. Um, but when you win on the road, when you win at home, you have a good time in the in the locker room, and then you go to your families. You go to your house. When you went on the road, you have a good time in the locker room. Mm-hmm. You get on the bus. The bus is fun. Right. You get to the airport. The plane is fun. You get to the other city. The bus to the to the hotel is fun. I wonder how long they stayed out in New York City. I, I don't know, but like it, it resonates more, and it and it builds more momentum because you're together as a group. Like mm-hmm. you're all together. It's just the guys on the road. And so when you win, you have the happy flight, you have the happy bus rides, you have the happy bus rides to the arena the next game. There's moment, There's more momentum when you right. win on the road. So, I mean, you, if they would have lost that game, it would have been a quiet bus ride to the airport, probably a quiet flight to New York, even though it's a quick one. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. maybe they took the train. I don't know. Did they take the train? I don't, I don't they, think they, so. They, I think they probably flew. We used to rent that. They used to do the whole train. Because I got a text for from Raymond Ritter. Back in the day. Let me see. They, they probably got back last night. I think they got back last night. It's a three-hour train ride. Yeah, they, they traveled last night. So probably a plane. Probably a plane. Because the plane, how, how long is the plane ride from D.C. to? 40 minutes. But but then the the bus ride from the airport, where you fly into New Jersey, you fly into JFK, or you fly into LaGuardia, the bus ride to Manhattan downtown is longer than the flight. <laughs> Even if you get in at, well... Yeah, you never know. Because you can get in late and there's construction everywhere. Right. You're like, oh, no traffic. And then right. they got lanes closed and it still takes a long time. Oh, boy. But, you know, they're the warriors. They probably had, like, highway patrol, police escort or whatnot. You can get that, right? And some oh, teams course. pay for that and get straight to the hotel. Of course. Go have some fun in New York City and get ready for the New York Knicks tomorrow night. Feel good Feel good about that way last night. Though. Let's go to Ben and Livermore real quick. Ben and Livermore, what's happening? You're on the roast. Bonte, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's up, Ben? Say what's up to FP. We got FPS Santangelo in here, man. FP, how you doing, FP, man? Well, good morning, Ben. Good morning. I listen, I listen every morning, but real quick, last night, Bonte, on the uh, Warriors postgame show, my son, he's seven years old. He got to meet you at the Warriors parade, but he saw you last night. And we listen every morning at 8 o'clock on our way to school, and he loves the old baby in the morning. And so 
Last night he was asking about Shasky because ever since he heard about Shasky's dad, he's been telling people, oh, Shasky's dad passed away. And people were like, who's Shasky? Right? So huh. I was wondering, can you give my son a shout-out at 8 o'clock after the old baby, man? He's seven years old, man. He listens to you every morning. And uh, and he pays attention, man. And he, he, he really appreciates your show. And he's a fan of you and Shasky, man. I appreciate that. What's your son's name? My son's name is Austin. Austin, Austin. All right, Austin. We got you, man. Shout out to Austin right now in case I forget. Austin, man, hit the books. Crack the books. Thank you for the call, man, uh, in Livermore. Hopefully uh, he cracks those books, man, has a good day at school. But I'm glad he's watching. Glad a lot of people are watching uh, as we were at the gatehouse yesterday because Madonna was in town. Madonna's in did town she, today she, and tomorrow. Bonte, did you see, she fell hard at her last show. before in Sacramento? She came, yeah, whatever the one was before she got Sacramento? here. Sacramento? She went down, dude. She went down hard, and she, at like a pro, she just kept singing, bounced up. I mean, she had, they were out there last night. How old is Madonna? I was just Googling that. I was just Googling that. Uh, Because she's back tonight. She's doing another back-to-back nights. Uh, Madonna is. You can't stop her. She's 65 years old. 65 years old. I I didn't even know. I would have gone last night. I'm an I'm an '80s kid, man. Like you, I, I, you, I mean, you should yeah, have gone. Live no, in the material on, world. Material world was. Uh, she didn't get on stage till ten o'clock. One of my favorite videos ever when she, she was in the pink dress with the gloves and the and all the the diamonds and the pearls and yeah, that was one of my favorites. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I just said that on air, by the way. That was out loud. My bad. No, <laughs> she didn't get on stage till ten o'clock. Dude, what I've learned is until seven, my inside voice just comes out. There's no filter from six no to seven. Filter. No, that's I've good. learned doing this with you. you have no it's filter. Just like, from six I said, I've said some things from 6 to 7. I'm just like, that just came out loud. Well, usually I'm not the, up yet, dude. Well, usually the wacky hour is 9 to 10 on yeah. the show. Oh, really? Because we run out of Steve. Well, right. Shasky runs out of Steve. <laughs> and then he blames it all on us. We're running out of Steve. It's like, dude, speak for yourself, buddy. Speak for yourself. <laughs> but you know what? Speaking of Shasky, because I was talking to Lubman last night because Clay was like, you know, Bonte, I'm just relaxed, yada, yada, yada. And Lubman goes, I know you felt that. I can hear you beaming through the air. I can Same hear- old Clay to me. Same old Clay to me. Same old shot. Clay, I ride with you. But, you know, a lot of you wrote, and you guys know who you are out there. Media members, fans, so-called fans. Again, I, I just, as a dumb fan, how could you not root for one-year-old at Clay Thompson? Are you going receipts right now? I, 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 no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I, I, Brian and PPA, he's the only guy, one of the few guys I tweet, Brian and PPA. I also tweet Tyler Merrick of the rosters as well. But, you know, I was like, BPA, talk to me, man. Because... I hear people say, well, Clay sucked for the last two years. He's he's stuck. But how the hell does a guy stink when he leads the league and made threes and shoots 41% from the perimeter? And by the way, he sucked so bad since, since January 1st. Since the calendar flipped. And he's got on a major slump, FP. Major slump. You look up, you look up at the numbers overall, 18 points a game. 37.5% from the three-point line, nearly 43% from the floor. Those are career laws, efficiency. But you know how many guys in the league would take those numbers right now and try to go get $30 million a year off of those numbers? 18 points a game since January 1st, 37.5% from three, and that's a career career low for uh, uh, Clay Thompson. Russell Westbrook would die for that. Damian Lillard would die for percentages like that. So this whole thing that Clay sucked the last two years – I don't subscribe to it. I never have. I never will. And put some respect on his damn name. For once. For crying out loud. He set the bar high. He set the bar high. He set the bar high. 
In the perspective, let's get the perspective of Clay Thompson. We got to sound from his interview last night on NBC Sports Bay Area. Clay Thompson's rolling. The Warriors get a big win to start the road trip off. That's six straight road wins, as FP just mentioned. Seven, seven of their last eight. Remember last year, they won 11 road games. 11. Well, they've already surpassed that mark. They're playing better. Warriors get the big win last night in D.C. We're talking about it here on the Rose. Brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service bank. You no know, compromises. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Passes fumbled by Holmes. Goes to Chris Paul. Underhand scoop over to Moses Moody at the foul line. Looking for a friend. Back to Clay Thompson for a right wing three. Yes, indeedy, Graffiti. It's 33-30. This is Clay Thompson, and you are listening to the Morning Roast on 95.7 The Game. You better not be roasting ba- Bonte, is, this, is this your walk-up song? This is my walk-up song right Like here. a virgin? Hey, I'm telling you, it's the last time the Niners won a Super Bowl. You're engaged Before, now. This hey, is your walk-up last song. Last time the Niners won a Super Bowl, <laughs> I was a virgin. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't, didn't even know how to spell sex. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, 49ers. <laughs> yeah. Give me that. Killer Clay. Hey, by the way, Killer Clay. Like a bird. You know, I'm not roasting you, baby. I would never do that. Same old Clay to me. Same old Clay to me. He liked that. He liked that. Same old Clay to me. Same old Clay to me. <laughs> Dude, what's your Madonna music knowledge? Is it is it bad? It's pretty bad. Lucky I mean, Star. You Lucky know, Star. Dude. You're young. Lucky Star. It's good. It's a good song. That is. Express yourself. That's good. You know. I only know because of last night. Was, it, was Express Yourself the, the controversial video? I can't remember. Anyways. All I know is Madonna. I know more about Madonna hooking up with dudes than actually making music. Jose Canseco. Dennis Rodman. This guy, Haitian Jack, who was a gangster, uh, it was called up. Uh, what was this show I was watching? It was a four-part series, 40 Years of Hip Hop or something hip hop. And it had like this, this game member from L.A. They had Haitian Jack in New York City. I know our audience would know this because they watch some of the same things we watch. They had this other guy from New York City. Um, they had another guy from Detroit. This guy, Haitian Jack, was in Atlanta. He was like, y'all left him down in the studio by yourself? And that's so you know this guy, Haitian Jack, 
who was a gangster from, was it Harlem? Was it Brooklyn? Forget forget which borough. But anyway, he started hooking up with uh, <laughs> Madonna. Go figure. Go figure. Good for him. Good for her. Good for them. By the way, Chase is going to have a lot of concerts. We had uh, 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 Sheena Way on yesterday. She runs all everything at uh, Chase Center in terms of the events. I'll get her correct title in just a second here. Give me a second, FP. But she said that Janet Jackson's coming to town. Wow. Bad Bunny's there this weekend. Let's go. Uh, Janet, uh, J-Lo's coming to Chase Center. Dude, I want Bad Bunny tickets. You want Bad Bunny tickets? You can yeah. just walk into Chase Center. You're the owner of this. Yeah. And, you know, as the unofficial mayor of the city, FP, I grant you access to the Chase Center. Is Kendall Jenner coming? That's all I want to know. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wait, you're the unofficial mayor of the of San Francisco. You didn't know that. I, I I mean, I knew King of the Bay Area media. I didn't know that you were also well, mayor. Of you San guys Francisco. named me King of the Bay Area media. I've always named myself the unofficial mayor of the city. Well, then give me some tickets. Shasky may know a lot about the city, but he don't cross the excels here. I want to see Bad Bunny, uh, the Bill, and Kendall Jenner. <laughs> you want to see? Why do you want to see Kendall Jenner? I don't know. It just cuts. You like you some Kendall Jenner? I, I think they make a really nice couple. Sheena Way, Vice President of Content and Programming. At Chase Center in Thrive City. She was so fun uh, last night. She's joined us twice. But she was telling us about all the cops. They got Hot Wheels coming. They got everything coming to Chase Center. A lot of fun. 888-957-9570. How are we feeling this new role for Clay Thompson? A lot of y'all screamed about Clay Thompson coming off the bench. He needs to come off the bench and play 20 minutes a game. Come off the bench and play 15 minutes a game. Come, well, now he's coming off the bench. What do you think about his performances since he's come off the bench? 888 888-957-9570. Clay Thompson last night on his transition to the bench becoming seamless. A pretty seamless transition. I mean, it does have its benefits as far as letting the game settle, uh, seeing the floor before you enter, and just the nerves, especially when you start, can be apparent when it's a big night. But when you're coming off the bench, a little easier to relax, and I think that my game is showing that. And then let's add this one to FP because I want to follow up on that. I'm embracing the six-man role. He brings up Manu Ginobili again. I'm embracing it. I love it. I mean, some of the greatest to play this game have been six men's in their career. I mean, the first one that comes to my mind is Manu. And uh, we all know the Spurs wouldn't be the franchise they are without him. So it was easy for me to make that transition. I'm not going to say it was easy, but it wasn't as difficult <laughs> as people thought. I can't think of a better backcourt coming off a bench in the league between me and Chris. So we're going to take great pride in that and try to you know, bring this team to heights we all aspire to reach. Bonte, two things there. Uh, play the first one again, because it, you know the last thing he says after that first soundbite to me is the biggest thing he says in this whole interview. And if you not not that you want to sit here and nitpick, but that's a huge statement about the relaxation part. It's been a pretty seamless transition. I mean, it does have its benefits as far as letting the game settle, uh, seeing the floor before you enter, and just the nerves, especially when you start, can be apparent when it's a big night. But when you're coming off the bench, a little easier to relax, and I think that my game is showing that. A little easier to relax. You kind of see with the flow of the game. Mm -hmm. Something he's never done before yep. on a regular basis, and now all of a sudden, he's he at times... This year, and maybe even last year, he seemed to force the game and not let it come to him. And that's just a sign of being great and want to proving people wrong. And I work so hard on my rehab. I want to show people that I, I still have game. But like for him to say, this means he's he's a wrapping his head around it, and he's okay with it. Yep. But that he's not trying to force things anymore. And, and talking about the privilege it is to be an NBA player. And then I had the quote here. Uh, that he said about how he's 40 years old now 
and or he's, it, when he gets to be forty, right. that's right around the With corner. He doesn't want to play. It right. sounds too hard. Yeah. Yep. That he's just he just seems to be enjoying it more. He is, and, and knowing that the end is near, yep. but also realizing that he still has a lot to offer to right. the game. Right. And just kind of like being in a really good place where, okay, I'm not the guy I used to be, but that's okay. I right. still can throw in 25 or 30 on a given night. I'm going to be the sixth man. I'm going to come off the bench. I'm more relaxed. It's, it's, it may be a leadoff hitter when you're the first guy up in the game and you're facing Roger Clemens or something or the, the best pitcher that day to hitting seventh or eighth. And when you're hitting down in the order, you could just like relax and let the game come to you and right. see what this guy's got on a given day. And you get feedback from your teammates. And you're just kind of getting... You're sitting back for a right. second. Ah, I love that. That's a big quote. Dude. A big there, quote. There's a lot of big words and, and big statements in that quote. And, and to hear him say that, FP, and to have that perspective and embracing that, hey, the end is near for all these guys. They're in their 30s. Understanding that and embracing and cherishing the moment that like Clay said it over and over. It's one of the most honest interviews that you could have in sports, which is I don't, I don't care how people could not like the guy and say bad things about him when you get answers like that, the perspective and the honesty from him. That's all I want. Gives you honest answers. And he's basically saying, look, man, I understand that I had this game taken away from me. I had it taken away from me for two full seasons. I'm just I'm happy to be playing basketball again. And yeah, I was trying in my head to be the guy that I was before the injury to prove somebody wrong or prove some dumb Twitter handles wrong or whatnot. Screw all that. Clay, you're still giving me 17. You still get your shots up off the bench. You're going to get the ball and you're going to be the focal point of that second unit. And that's a deadly combination. Vinny Johnson and Microwave coming off the bench was huge for the Pistons winning back-to-back championships in the late 80s. All right? He brought up Manu Ginobili, some of the great six men of all time. I mean, come on, man. Reggie Miller transitioned later on in his career off the bench. Ray Allen ends up winning the championship with the Miami Heat coming off the bench and hitting one of the biggest shots in NBA history sitting that series to the San, uh, against San Antonio to a Game 7. So Clay having that perspective, and then his own father. I know we had Tim Kamikami on yesterday, and it was a lot different because his father was on the Showtime late because he battled injuries. But even then, going from a number one pick to being a bench player, you don't think that's humbling for anybody, including his old father, Michael Thompson? So I love the perspective as well and saying that he's able to relax and embrace this role. Sure, he's not happy about it. You know, and he admitted that. He goes, yeah, sure, I'm not, not going to be happy about it. He's a competitor. What else do you want? The same thing we said the other day about Draymond Green, about, hey, we're legit title contenders. What do you want them to say? Clay Thompson said that, hey, I'm not happy about it. Shouldn't be happy about it. He's a competitor. So I, I do love those quotes as well. Those are huge quotes. Yeah, definitely. huge quotes. And you guys did a great job with that interview, But in, in, especially you. Um, but just it's all he has to do is look next to him, and Chris Paul's sitting right next to him. That's got to help too, right? Future Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer. like Yes, and you got Trace Jackson Davis driving to, diving to the rim, a lob threat. You got Sarge now who's going to space the floor as well. You saw some combinations with Sarge and TJD in the front court together. Did you get Kamiga playing with the second unit? Oh, my Lord, Kamiga setting screens and going to the rim, and he makes the game easier for guys like CP3 and Clay Thompson. So, and then, oh, by the way, he's still going to play with Steph. He's still going to play with Draymond. He's still going to play with Wiggins when he comes back. And he's probably going to be in a closing lineup more times than not. Dude, that one shot he made flying around the corner full speed, and he just set himself. Whenever he's got his feet underneath him and he's set. But, he, I mean, he was playing hard last year. Here's the quote. Uh, I would love to be a warrior for life. This is Clay. Whatever happens, though, I've got a few more years to play this game, so I'm going to enjoy every second. I realize I see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm not sure if I want to play until I'm 40, man. That sounds really exhausting. Hmm. I mean, yeah. 
the, the more I see this, what's going on with Clay Thompson, the more he's accepting his role, the more I see the team guy in him. He's always been that guy, but like he, he's he's really likable yep. all of a sudden. Like more more, you've always loved him, and I'm sure most Warrior right. fans have. But like even now that he's he just wants to win, and he he has a perspective on that. Right, he's toward the end, but I still got a lot in the tank. I love this. I dude. want to get into this because you played. Obviously, Major League Baseball, FP, and you know, you understand what it's like to be an athlete at that level. You know, guys who play basketball, who play hockey, who played football or whatnot. This connotation that coming off the bench is a negative thing. You know how many guys in the NBA I've seen in my lifetime that get to start and only play 12 minutes? Like JaVale McGee, for example. He's not a Clay Thompson, obviously, but JaVale McGee would start, play four minutes, doesn't play the rest of the half. Play another four minutes, start the second half, doesn't play the rest of the game. They play eight minutes. So the whole starting thing to me is like I Jim McElvey, I've seen so many guys start and then they don't even play. Cause they get out to a rough starter. Just that's just their role. They'll start, you'll bring somebody off the bench, that bench player gets thirty minutes a game. The whole coming off the bench Eddie Johnson joined starting a guru the other day. He had a lifetime of just coming off the bench and lighting teams up. Lighting teams up off the bench. Ricky Pierce. Dale Ellis, you name it. So he Clay mentioned Manu Ginobili. This thing that, oh my gosh, you're a bench player now. It's not degrading. It's not a demotion, especially when you're still thir- seeing 30 minutes a game, FP. So I want to pick this up on the other side. I want to pick this up on the other side. That'll be brought to you by Fremont Bank Full Service, Full Service Banking. No compromises. Driving left of the lane, has it on the block and has to dish it back out as Kuzma knocked him off balance. Hollow three, another one he hits over Marvin Bagley, the third. Both of his makes have come over Bagley. Hey, Dub Nation, it's Chris Paul, and you're listening to The Morning Roast with Bonta Hill and Joe Shasky on 95.7 The Game. Ooh, what's that? That's funky right What Madonna song is this? Are we going deep in the weeds here? This is uh, Give Me All Your Lovin'. Give me all your loving. Wait, what? Dude, we got 90 Madonna songs that people know in their car, and this is not one of them. Maybe you just know what she did this at the uh, Super Bowl halftime show. Wow. What song she did. She's up there with uh, LMFAO doing this one. Mm. It's good to know her. <laughs> By the way, 510 Haitian Jack was from Brooklyn. Thank you, 510. I needed that knowledge there. Clearly, uh, 650 says that Kendall Jenner is back with Devin Booker. Back with Devin Booker. Left Bad Buddy with the Devin Booker. Dude, there was a shot of Kendall and Bad Buddy on the sidelines, and, and she was, like, leaning away from him. I'm like, oh, man, bad body language is what that was. By the way, this is this is crazy. This is how you know people are watching the set way too closely. I get amazed by this stuff. I do. 925, Cockass Business Sex Line. Hey, Bonte, what's up with the vape pen on the table next to Festus last night? Y'all puffing on that loud off the camera? There's no vape pens around the set. There was no vape pens. I promise you that. Festus doesn't vape. Yeah, no, there was none of that. It was probably a pin, something that looked like a vape pin, but not one of those smoking vape pins or anything. But that's how you know people are looking so closely into the set. Those I are, appreciate that. Those are bad for you, but I like the way they smell. Is that, is that bad to say on air? That some some of those smell really good. Yeah, they like are cotton terrible, candy or strawberry yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 They're bad yeah, yeah. for you though. Yeah. Stay away from those things, kids. Nine oh eight, Fonte. You obviously don't, do don't listen to Ryan Russillo because he doesn't believe in at all in Clay Thompson. I've never been a Ryan Russillo fan. Probably a good guy. I don't. I don't I've never subscribed for his sakes. I don't know really who he is other than like 
I think it was with ESPN, the Ringer. I don't know, one of those entities. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's dangerous in our business to go hunting other people in our yeah, business. I'm it's not going to do we're, that. We're all yeah. in the same fraternity. We're all the same. Yeah, he can have I, his takes. But I, like, I'm so arrogant, FP, in terms of my sports takes that I, I don't listen to a lot of people other because I always feel like, hey, maybe I'm not right on the time, but I'm confident in how I feel about a team or how I feel about a play, how I feel about a decision or whatnot, that I'm not going to go out there searching for guys who may not watch my teams that I watch every single day or as critically as I watch these teams every single day. It's tough for guys like that. they got to watch the entire league. they yeah. got to cover everything. Yeah, It's tough to just lock in on one team. I have the ability to do that, so that's why I don't listen to a lot of people when it comes to being critical of the 49ers or Brock Purdy or being critical of the Giants or being critical of the Warriors. Because I know they're not watching every single day. It's tough. You're connected to this team. You're invested in this team. And you probably right. know a lot of things that you can't even talk about on air with when you're involved with a team on a daily basis. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, when Dusty was the manager of the Nationals, I'd sit in his office and he would tell me things. I'm like, Bake, I don't want to hear that, man. <laughs> I don't want to know these things about the players because it's going to affect what I say up there. <laughs> I mean, you want to know just enough, right? Yep. Yep. So... That's what that is. Uh, we got to do better on the Madonna song, Sam. That was terrible. Oh, that was a good Madonna no, song. That I like terrible. that beat. Come on, dude. It that beat like was a video hard. game song. That beat was hard right there. All right. Uh, that's like, uh, blah, blah, blah. This segment is sponsored by Go to State Lumber, serving the Bay Area for three generations. When you succeed, we succeed. Visit go to statelumber.com. FP long term, right? They beat the Wizards, and they do cover. By the way, Moses Moody hit a late three. I saw that little hook there. And they, it was a 10 and a half, and they won by 11. They won by 11. The hook of death. <laughs> the hook of death. And then, by the way, that last layup by uh, Kyle Kuzma, that helped cover the over. The over hit because of that last layup by Kyle Kuzma. So Las Vegas is uh, absolutely amazing with the way they set the lines here. But Chris Paul, Clay Thompson, look, they're coming off the bench now. Hall of Fame backcourt. I love that. Uh, Chris Paul last night in his return after missing 21 games, 9.7 assists, uh, a season-high four rebound, four steals, and he played 21 minutes and 40 seconds. The whole thing about starting was so overblown from the get-go. It was just it's like it's not about that. It's not Guys want to be playing. If it's a close game, guys want to be on the floor in the last six minutes, FP. It is what it is. They want to be on the. They want to be on the floor. That's what everybody's watching. You know, what I mean? people may be late to their seats, and you know, you may be trying to scramble to a television to pop the television off. I have a crappy You're, Uber driver that crappy, takes a bad route to there, Chase Center from your you house. Go. It's only a mile away, and it there takes forty five minutes. Yeah, there you go, there you go. But everybody's watching That's the last six specific. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the, that was my last KO. The Lakers game. Name? I don't know. What was the Uber name? He, he hit a bump and I hit my head on the roof. Oh yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just sped over the bump. My neck is real sore. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So uh, it was a four star ride, three star? No, it was it was a no star ride, and I got my money back because I emailed Uber. Did you it really? Wait, you can do that. It was that bad. Yeah, you could Uber. Yeah, well, yeah, was, you could email. I hurt my head hitting the roof. Speaking of Moses Moody, he's on our screen Do you right see, now. that's what I want to talk right. about, Bonte. He's on our screen right that's now. That's what but I want to talk about. Hold on, about. real like, quick, real wait, quick, what? real quick, for the support, because I know you want to talk about Moody and being a pro and all that stuff. Yeah. But everybody's watching the last six minutes of the game. And I'm saying all this to say, Chris Paul and Clay talked about that last night. And here's Chris Paul on the closing minutes for the Golden State Warriors. Man, realizing that it's about winning the game. You know, Steven said he's going to try to figure it out. He said sometimes he might mess it up. But we got a really good group of guys in this on this team, and you're going to need different things every night. You know, one thing about me, though, I know 
who I am and what I'm capable of. You know what I mean? That ain't, there ain't no question, you know, about that. You know what I mean? So I'll, I'll always be ready, and I, I think he knows that. I'll always be ready. Steve mentioned that he's going to make mistakes. That's what it's going to come down to because now we know Steph's going to be in the Final Five, obviously. We know Draymond's going to be in that Final Five for his defense and his defensive IQ. That's obvious. Now you got a combination of Wiggins, J.K., Chris Paul, Clay Thompson, Brandon Pajemski. It's five guys. There's three spots. Two guys will be left out of the Final Five. And that, to me is going to be the situation that Steve Kerr has to navigate now. That's going to be difficult for him. Trust what your eyes are telling you uh, real time. Who's having Who's having yeah. the, the play the hot hand? Right. Whether it's defense, whether it's offense. I saw him talking to one of his assistants last night, talking about Steve. I was reading his lips. He, was, he said, Draymond, got to get Draymond back in there. When do we put Draymond in? You could see right. him. He was asking his assistant because... It got a little gnarly there for a second. It went from like 20 to like 11 and then 10. Oh, yeah. And then you're just like, oh, no, are we going to well, blow another big lead? Did you hear Buki? Yeah, <laughs> like, are we, the, wait a minute, what uh, are we doing here? Kalena has a Buki who, by the way, is slanging cornbread at Hercules now. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Kalena. No kidding, dude. Yeah, no, they got a cornbread spot in Hercules. I, I know, I saw that. Yeah. I've, heard a lot about, I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, no, he's slinging cornbread <laughs> now. Absolutely incredible. It is incredible. But what was incredible was Buki last night, which is cut at the 15th and 4th quarter. And Pookie goes, we got a game again. <laughs> it was a 15-point game. Dude, Fitz is great, and I love him. But but he gets, said that. Yeah, but Fitz gets me nervous, too. Right. He's like, well, if we can't let this slip away, right. it's all, if it gets to 10, I'm like, Fitz, quit making me nervous. It was like three minutes left in the game, and Fitz says, you need about five stops here. They got one stop because that's stop number one. I know. You got to love Fitz. I know. He makes me nervous all the time. I love, I love those guys. You worried like, about Steph last night? I don't think he's tired. Something was off. I've never seen him. You, you've seen way more games than I have, so I'll defer to you. I've never seen him like miss that bad. It was a rough night. He's trying to force it. Lifetime, he had, he had some memorable nights in that building. 6-21, 4-16 from three last yeah. night. What do you see now? He was one of ten from three, I want to say. So I think it's Denver off the top of my head. So that would make him five of 26 from three the last two nights. All right? It's a slump. Clay Thompson just went through. Shooters go through slumps. <laughs> Memo to everybody out there. Shooters slump. I have no worries about Steph Curry bouncing back. Maybe it happens in New York. Maybe he gets a day off Thursday or Friday in Toronto. We'll see about that. It happens. The guy's been on fire. The run he just had, FP. Think about the run he was just coming off of, where he was 84's last 170 for the three-point line, right? And he's lighting it up. Last three games, it's been a bit of a struggle. There's no doubt about that. But I don't, I don't, I don't worry about Stephen Curry. All right, his three point number is here for the last three games. FP, thirty seven attempts, eight of thirty seven from three. The last three games, he was held scoreless in the first half for the first time since 2019 Western yep. Conference semifinals. Yep, and the first time in a regular season since 2012. He's shooting twenty one percent. Twenty thirteen. Twenty one percent from three point land his last three games. Yeah. It's it's a mini slump. Well, my son was at the game and he was texting me that the trainers were looking at his wrist. So right. I don't want to be an alarmist, but uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Maybe he just maybe he's not a hundred percent. And who is a hundred percent this time of season? Yeah, you, you text you text me that you know FP Junior said that, and so fortunately at NBC we get the live feed, so the camera stays on during the commercial breaks. Whether they're looking at the pitch, showing the pitch, or just showing the court, we get to see the live feed, and so. 
I started looking at Steph Curry. He was holding the, was it the right wrist or the left wrist? Right wrist, which so is he was more holding important. The right, so I noticed he was, Willie and I noticed that he was holding the right wrist, and he was chilling for a second. But then I saw him clapping a couple times, and I was like, okay, the wrist must not be that bad. It's fine. It's fine. So maybe a minor square precautionary reasons. He didn't get back in the game until like midway through the second quarter. But he's just in a slump. He's in a slump, and the fact that they were able to win a game with Steph Curry in a slump and the non-Steph minutes were actually really good last night. The run in the third quarter to blow that game open when they outscored the Wizards 38-17. to You know, the run in the second quarter to get some separation before the Wizards close a half on a 12-5 run. Steph's just going through a mini slump. I would not freak out at all. No, and, it, and there's a lot of great things that happened last night. You don't want to have a parade down Market Street because they beat the Wizards. But, you know, getting off to a good start on a road trip, you know, having a happy flight, train ride, whatever they did to New York last night is big. But but my the one thing that I love the most, and maybe it's because bench guy, bench guy thing, is that Moody just was ready to go. Yep. And he, Being a pro. So and, what is that and, like? And you started Moody. And you let Clay stay in the six man role so he get used to it. You could have very easily started Clay last night. Be like, that might and a couple of days after Steve Kerr said that he's not in the rotation right now mm. at all. Like, I, know. I don't want my coach to say that ever publicly. Like, but whatever. But he was being honest. And then for him to be ready, for Chris Paul to miss twenty one games and to be ready and to contribute like that, when you don't play, the game speeds up. The luxury of playing every day is you get into a routine, number one, and you're able to slow things down, number two. And when you don't play or you play sporadically, you're unable to slow the game down. It goes fast. And all of a sudden you get in the game, you're like, damn, I forgot how good these guys are. I forgot how fast they are. Right. I forgot how fast the game moves. And so you don't have that luxury. And for Chris Paul to be the pro's pro pro that he is, and to see how he contributed last night, I said on the show errantly yesterday that not wasn't errantly, it was my feelings at the time that I wasn't excited for him to come back. It just wasn't it wasn't moving the needle for me. Mm-hmm. And then you see how he just calms everything down off the bench mm-hmm. and how professional he is and how he's making three pointers last night and he hasn't played. But then Moody, who was relegated to DNPs all over the place, comes in and does what he did last night. And not just making the threes, that hustle play, diving out of bounds, throw it to half court, get it to Steph. He does the hook shot Mm alley-oop to Kaminga. Like, that was the play of the night for me. And to contribute like he did, to be able to slow the game down, it just speaks volumes to his character. It speaks volumes to who he is as a person more than who he is as a player. No, he's he's definitely seasoned. He's a three-year veteran. Let me call him a veteran as a place right now. <clears throat> there it is. Follows Kyle Kuzma right there. So get the flip out of my throat. Good pass by Good Draymond. Good pass by Draymond. Alley-oop. I mean, that set the tone in the third quarter. That set the tone right there in the third quarter. So Moody, Moody staying ready. But, you know, what is it like for a guy to, to come off the bench and not play a couple games? You, you've gone through this in your baseball career, FP. You sit around a couple times. And how do you stay locked in? How do you do it? Because well, it's easy to get distracted. Yeah. I, I, you can, you know... Have practice where you play against each other, but practice in the adrenaline level, it doesn't count. So game speed's different than practice, even if right. you're playing hard in practice. Uh, and baseball's different than basketball. I, c- I can't comment on basketball. I don't know how these guys stay ready, but just I think it's more about attitude. As a pro. I think it's more about the demeanor. Like, but you, you could you could take you know because there could be a football player who you know a wide receiver maybe gets five snaps in week two, he gets three snaps in week five, uh, week three. Then all of a sudden he gets thirty snaps in week four. Pers- it, you know, it, it's about perspective and attitude. It really is, and it's about your demeanor as a person, as a player. 
and and the fact that that Moody could just be mellow, and everybody you talk to say how chill he is, that maybe that doesn't affect him more. Where if you're just got a high strung kind of guy, you're like, I need to play, I need to play, I need to play, and then you get to play, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. He was just relaxed, let the game come to him, took his open shots, made his open shots. I don't know. It just speaks to the person, man. It's just not easy. It's not. It's it's easier playing every single day and getting into a rhythm right. in any sport, in any line of work. Reps, 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 and then you don't get the reps, and the reps seem to go. If you didn't do a TV show for two years right. and then the light came on, you'd be a little bit nervous. Absolutely. Your adrenaline would be a little bit higher. Right. You do this every day. Right. We're just talking because you do yep. it every day. Yep. If you didn't do this every day... Maybe Monday moved a little yep. faster for me than it's moving on right. Wednesday. Right. It's just how it goes, that, man. It's no anything doubt. in life. That's great. That That is good perspective. 925, <clears throat> do you think Iguodala's been advising Clay as far as carving out a bench role? Iggy has always had a great perspective about it. So they said guys can make a great living coming off the bench. I wonder if Clay has reached out to Andre Iguodala. I'm sure Iguodala sent him some text messages. messages. How about Larry Bird? Bringing up Clay Thompson during the All Star break, sitting with Bob Costas. And Larry Bird said, Boy, I love Clay Thompson. I love, always loved him, his shot or whatnot. The guy's still a good player or whatnot. Teams, I'm telling you guys, man. And by the way, you're listening to 9570 Game, KGMZ, FMNAC1 San Francisco. Don't forget, you can also watch us every single day on our YouTube and Twitch streams. Just log out and search 9570 Game. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel while you are there. Brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. Upgrade your savings dividend. Open a First NorCal First Class Money Market today. Shout out to the Comcast Business Text Line. It is a Warriors Wednesday. Brought to you by Freeman's Appliance. A trusted name since 1922. Visit freemansappliance.com today. Bruce Frazier, sister coach of the Golden State Warriors, will join us at 8 o'clock. Anthony Slater, our 95-7 Game Insider. Great beat writer for The Athletic. He'll join us at 8.30. Then we'll go to Indianapolis for the scouting combine. <clears throat> And talk to our buddy Bat, Brad Graham of SF Niners. Brad Graham does a great job covering the Niners. Uh, we'll get his perspective on what John Lynch had to say today. We'll get to that at some point today, FP, about John Lynch. There's an interesting story on The Athletic right now about John Lynch sitting next to Andy Reid at some meetings at the Combine and then watching the Super Bowl back. I wonder what he, what came out of that. How did he pick his brain? Hey, how'd you know not to kick it in overtime? How'd you know not to receive the ball first in overtime? What'd you think about Shanahan's that, play dude. calling? He's like, we what? need a, we need a Taylor Swift. Hey, how would you like to work in San Francisco? No, how does Steve Wilkes slow you down for the first nine possessions? Because what do you think very highly of a no, kid? <laughs> what do we need to do to beat you? Would have been the question I would ask. Andy <laughs> Reid probably said, "No, you need Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you need Mahomes. You need to clone him. You need what's Mahomes. your price for Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, what's your price?" <laughs> no, 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 hey, I, Tyler Miller, Andy Reid told John, let's see here. This is what an elite quarterback looks like. Quickly about the Niners draft. You draft. Ooh, this is the ghost of Trey Lance. You draft the best player available in every round. They got a first round pick for the long time, first time in a long time. Because they trade them all away. But you just whoever whoever's on the board that's the best athlete that fits your idea of what a 49er football player is, that's who you take. You don't you don't go specific. You always take the shortstop. No. You always take the best athlete, and then you figure out how he fits into your scheme. We'll see. We'll get to the Niners at some point. Maybe they can fix the O line, get another edge rusher, you know, get another corner. When they draft another quarterback, they seem from what he said yesterday, they settled on Brock Purdy, so they want to build around him. So we'll get to that at some point. But Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson making a transition to the bitch has been seamless. Here's a sound bite. It's been a pretty seamless transition. I mean, it does have its benefits as far as letting the game settle, 
uh, seeing the floor before you enter and just the nerves, especially when you start, can be apparent when it's a big night. But when you're coming off the bench, a little easier to relax. And I think that my game is showing that. A little easier to relax. A little easier to relax. That means he was having trouble relaxing. It was a lot of pressure on him. Big statements there, man. Well, a great interview, by the way. You know, I mean, that's that's a that's great ABC interview. Sports uh, Bay Area. But let me ask you, FP, contract year. What are those emotions like going through a contract year? You go into a season, you know, damn, I may not be on this team in six months. I got to play well to get my money up because it is a business. You want to set your family up for life. You want to have that long-term stability. He is going through a contract year. He will be a free agent after the season. He's free to go anywhere. He will have suitors, believe it or not, Roasters. The Roasters who doubt that Clay Thompson's going to have a lot of suitors. I'm telling you, man, I'm consistent with this all season long. There's some teams out there willing to pay up $30 million a year. <laughs> Just watch. Just watch. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna drive a hard bargain, man. They're gonna make it tough on a go to St. Warriors to try to break this trio up. But what is it like? What is that mindset like? Do you put more pressure on yourself? Do you play relaxed? Are you free? What is that like if he go through a contract here? Well, it, it's different for everyone. If you have gone through a contract. I here. have. It's different for everyone. The one the one thing you have to guard against, Bonte, it depends what kind of player you are. The one thing you have to guard against is if I get my numbers, I get paid and I set up generations. When your whole career you've played to win and the numbers take care of themselves, now all of a sudden there's this built-in pressure that I have to perform. And you can get away from doing the things that made you successful because now you're thinking about yourself and not the team. Now you're thinking about my numbers, my stats, my agent is getting in my head telling me, if you if you even do this this year, you're making that next year, mm. which is a super dangerous trap to fall into. Some guys get motivated by it. Some guys perform even better than normal. I, I think in Clay's case, based on the quotes I've seen this year, that, that if you think about that, then you try too hard, then you force things. If you let the game come to you and you play the game to win, mm -hmm. the numbers take care of themselves. If you win... If you achieve the goals that you set out as a team, the numbers take care of themselves. That's so much easier to say on a radio show at 7 o'clock in the morning mm. than real time when the adrenaline hits you in the game. Mm -hmm. When you're playing and you haven't scored a point, or you're playing and all of a sudden you look at your average on the scoreboard and you're hitting 200, or you don't have the receptions or the yards you're supposed to have or the touchdowns or the touches. So now all of a sudden it becomes about me and not about we. Some guys thrive in that setting when it's about me and not about we. Some guys do better. I would say for the most part, most guys do worse because now you're putting undue right. pressure on on yourself when there's already there's already pressure. Right. There's a, there's a lot of people watching. The lights are bright. There's a lot of cameras there. There's a lot of criticism on social media. Right. There's a lot of criticism on radio shows, on TV shows. So you have all that to deal with inherently. Now all of a sudden, if I do this, I make this. And that's your first and foremost thought. That's a that's a dangerous path to go down. Mm -hmm. I went down it. I didn't do very well. Wow. So yeah, that's, wow. that's the, yeah. You just gotta you gotta remember what got you there. Mm. You gotta remember why you got into it because you love it. You gotta remember that winning is is the greatest drug in the history of the world. Right. And when you when when you get that fix and you do something to help your team win on a consistent basis, somebody out there is watching. Right, and if they don't appreciate you, somebody's out there watching. Right. Somebody saw Moses Moody not play for a while, come off the bench and start last night, 
and, and do right. well. Somebody saw that, right? And if it ain't the Warriors, somebody else saw it. And you have to have that mentality. No, nah, that's a good per- that's a good perspective right there, FP. I'm glad you shared that because I always see guys in contract years either it's like a boom or bust. You know, I remember Torrey Hunter during his contract year, he tore it up. You know, there's guys who just go out there, they just have the season. Like fantasy baseball, FP, I would always draft guys. One of my draft strategies, I shouldn't reveal this because a lot of those guys are in the league. But I would look for players in contract years. Who's in the contract year? Oh, okay, this guy wants to get paid. He's in the prime. He's got a chance to get a lifetime contract, the first big money contract of his life. I may bet on this guy. And he has that contract year, and he lights it up. Or it could go the other way, where he just lost. And then you're scrambling. And then you get midway through the season, as you just mentioned, and you're like, oh, boy, how do I get out of this abyss? What what am I doing? Who do I talk to? How do I I turn the season around? Who am I? You start doubting everything you do. So it is very interesting to see how Clay has navigated this contract season. He's coming off the bench, but I don't think it devalues anything. Like him not starting, I don't think it devalues anything that he's going to get an open open market next season it, it might it might make his value even higher i think he, it will he's more versatile we could start him but he's also maybe a six man for us i could still play him 27 minutes 28 minutes maybe 30 minutes he got up 16 shots last night fp he was four or six in the third quarter six of 11 overall that's back-to-back games with at least six streets it's back-to-back 20 plus games so uh bye his value could be his attitude right now i i, I do wonder 888-957-9570 Maybe what am I missing on the Clay Thompson stuff? What, what are we reading this all wrong with Clay Thompson? Honestly, I, I, the, the dialogue around Clay has just been—it's been nasty. FP Bonte, I want to ask you this, and I know we got a break. Do you think that he relaxes more in that he doesn't have to play like a top, a starter on defense, so he's conserved his energy, and maybe on the defensive end, like he's playing against the other team's second. Second yeah, team. I'll answer that on the I, other okay, side. Right. I'll answer that on the other side. It's a great question, FP. 888-957-9570. If you got an answer for FP as well, FP Sanchezlo in for Joe Shasky, the butcher. That's what's coming up. Brought to you by Free My Bank, Full Service Bank, and no compromises. Same old Clay to me. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.